about to win so big. Tell me, hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me, what's the program? 25 days of cush. Yeah, get with the program. Show them what they wave, get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's the beginning of the week, so it's time for another episode of Tales from the Transfer Portal. And, yes, indeed, we do have a special one tonight, just like always. Just because I say it a lot doesn't make it less true. Joining us tonight is our first staff member from the Virginia Tech Hokies football team. He's defensive back assistant A.J. Hampton. AJ, man, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm too blessed to be stressed, man. I get to work for my dream school, doing the things that I love, so I, I couldn't be in a happier position. Appreciate you coming on the pod tonight, AJ. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Appreciate you guys for having me, man. Reaching out it means a lot. So let's take it back to the start. So take us all the way back. Where are you from originally? So I'm from Roanoke, Virginia. Um, played my, my high school ball, Lord Botside. Uh, and that's kind of like my roots, man, where I grew up, you know. Got a lot of family all throughout the state of Virginia to the 757 on the Richmond and obviously in Roanoke as well. Um, grew up a fan of the Hokies. And, you know, we go by the moniker, this is home for our football program, but this really is home for me. So, you know, like I said earlier, it means a lot for me to work with this football program. And, uh, I'm right at home so the family can come up and see and support anytime. Well, the slogan just means more, you know, the motto, the life, the life force, the, the creed means more when, when it's not just said, but it is lived and you are living proof that this is indeed home. hundred percent. So you said you grew up a Hokie fan. Did you have any favorite players growing up? Oh, let me think on that. Uh, Eddie Royal stands out to me. Um, I was actually a high school quarterback. So the reason I wore number five my entire career, even up to college, uh, was because of Tyrod Taylor. I looked up to him a lot, just his athletic abilities and also how he kind of condoned himself off the field. You never saw him in any trouble. So uh, those are two that jump out first. And then on the defensive side, uh, I get to work with one of my my childhood idols, Xavier Adibi. Um, He was a special talent for the Hokies. And then Macho Harris. So I say two on defense, a DB and Macho, and then, you know, Tyrod and Eddie Williams all stood up. Yeah, those are four good ones. I would actually put those four up against most anybody to ever play college football, and they would hold their own, so. Most definitely. They had they had memorable careers, and they they just a tip of the iceberg. Virginia Tech has a lot, uh, a lot of guys like that. Now, where did you play your college ball, AJ? Take the fans to it. <laughs> so I started off at uh, the University of Mount Union. And um, Canton, Ohio, <clears throat> you don't know anything about Mount Union. We get a lot of winning done there. So I was there for the first two and a half years of my college career. I uh, went to two national championships, um, won two conference championships, and uh, lost two grandmothers in the summer. And uh, my uncle that I was very close with all in the same summer. And I was back and forth home, you know, going to funerals all summer. And I thought uh, that, amongst some other things, you know, led to my decision to transfer. And at the time, I was naive, you know, thought I was going to go to a bigger school, play with my cousin, 
uh, who actually ended up going to Wake Forest and, you know, that fell through and uh, actually ended up going to a smaller school than I was originally at. And that's my alma mater, which is Emory Henry College. And I played for Kurt Newsom, who was an ex, you know, Hokie coach. And um, so a lot of things that we're doing every day, he kind of stood on the same pillars. Uh, so, uh, again, this is home for me and this is what I'm used to. And uh, it wouldn't be right, you know, telling so many people stay at home and I, and I didn't get my college degree in state. So uh, I feel, it feels good knowing that my alma mater is in the state of Virginia. The Mount Union Purple Raiders. Yeah, man, a lot of winning. Yeah, I actually – I did a pod a couple of weeks ago where I brought them up and people didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, they won like 126 games in a row or something something dumb. But yeah, they played of- – in like 1999 or something, they played Bridgewater College in the national championship, and that's how I knew who they were. Because yep. my yep. uncle had some friends that played for Bridgewater, and we watched that game. And then – I just, they kind of got their their spot on on ESPN every now and then on Sports Center for winning so much. So yeah, I, and Kurt Newsom, I went to school. I didn't go to school, but I knew his son, Kurt Newsom. So yep. We were buddies. So yeah, shout out to Kurt. Yeah, man, it's a small world. Actually, there's a lot of Emory and Henry ties to Tech. Uh, Davon coached down there. Everybody knows our guy, Mike Young. He's a wasp. Yep, yep. I know all them guys. Davon's a good guy. So is Coach Young as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of ties. So it's actually pretty cool, man, that you ended up at Emory Henry. They got a really nice field, too, to be honest with you. Yeah, they got that turf stadium, man. They're doing, doing good things at Fred Self, Fred Self Stadium. Yes, sir. I like it. And then you played Arena League for a little bit. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I did. I played Arena League in Charlotte uh, for the Carolina Energy for one season. Um, so actually, when I transferred, I lost credits. And as a result, it took me five years total to graduate college. In my fifth year, I was out of eligibility. So I helped out Coach Coach Newsom and uh, the offensive coordinator uh, there now, Coach Hunter. I, I helped those, those guys out. And also the head coach now in Hawaii, Coach Chang, was my offensive coordinator. And I volunteered my fifth year with the football team. But throughout that time, I was training, you know, trying to uh, get my body in the best in the best shape to play professionally. And I ended up playing arena, like you said, in Charlotte for that season. Didn't really like it much at all, but it was an experience. And uh, so it didn't last long, but like I said, it was an experience. It's something that I can hopefully relate to the young guys that are coming up now. On you were not yeah. a fan of that that fifty yard field, huh? Nah, man, I'm six three, man. I'm six three, two hundred. Those walls, fifty yard field wasn't really my friend, so I didn't really like it too much. Hey, pictures with the staff tower towering over some people, so uh, <laughs> we knew you had some height on you for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Now, where did you get your start with your coaching career? Kind of, when where'd you kick this off at? Okay, so like I said, my fifth year in college, I, I helped out that one year, and that kind of led led me to believe um, that that coaching was <clears throat> my my long term destiny. Uh, I started my college career out actually majoring in civil engineering. The entire time I was at Mountain Union, and I always wanted to draw my own house out. And I think you know engineering and coaching kind of parallel. You come, you have a plan, and you build it and hopefully in the end, you know, you have a solid foundation and a pretty house to look at. And I think uh, being a coach kind of is, is very similar to that. But to answer your question, uh, after I got done playing arena, I applied to three graduate uh, institutions and one was Florida State, one was Appalachian State and one was Hampton University. And my, my idea behind it was I wanted to go to a school and a university that had a football team that wasn't uh, excelling you know, at a great rate, but also had a trajectory of being a, uh, of being a winning program. 
And Florida State was the first school to get back to me and had the number one sports management program in the country. And uh, so I went to Florida State, and that's kind of where my coaching career got kicked off. Now, there's another Virginia Tech coach that also was from Florida State. Did y'all know each other while you were there? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So uh, the funny part of my story is I went to Florida State. You know, most people, when they become graduate assistants, they're offered that job. They go through that interview process, and they know going into school that uh, that they'll have that opportunity. So when I went to Florida State, I actually just went as a graduate student. I didn't know anybody in the state of Florida besides some of my college teammates, and none of them lived in Tallahassee. Uh, so when I got to Florida State, uh, I just asked around, you know, try to use my resources and figure out how I could get involved with the football team. And uh, funny story, I was back in the day, I used to have dreadlocks, man. And like I said, I'm a tall guy. So I kind of stood out in the crowd and I would come to the Florida State football office every day in a suit, uh, just with the hopes of someone that would ask me who I am and what I was trying to accomplish. And that's exactly what happened. I was asked by uh, Coach Telly Lockett, who's now the running back coach at Marshall, you know, like, uh, what are you doing here? Who are you? And I basically told him my, my life story, told him I wanted to help out. And the next day I was a volunteer with the equipment. And, you know, that was a humbling experience because I just went from being a professional athlete to, to wiping down visors at five in the morning uh, for 18-year-olds who, who weren't always the most thankful in those moments. But I think that that kind of shaped me. Um, and I went from there to Coach Lockett seeing some of the tight ends, you know, gravitate towards me. And uh, so what I did was I wrote, a, I wrote a cover letter and I created a resume for a job that wasn't even actually um, there. It was just you know, something that I, I dreamed of. And I slid, under, slid the paper under his desk and the next day he was like, come upstairs. And what that meant for me was I was now a student assistant and I had a role of breaking down film, actually getting to work with the guys, being in all the coaches meetings, the team meetings and all of those things. So that's when my coaching career really got started. And that's when Willie Tiger was at the helm and obviously he got let go mid season and they brought in Mike Novell. And when they brought in Mike Novell, the coach that you were alluding to, Chris Marv came in with that staff and uh, he was on the defensive side. I coached receivers my entire career until I got to Virginia Tech. And uh, so Coach Marv and I, we knew each other well. We, we went and got lunch a few times and um, he's one of the main reasons that I'm at Virginia Tech. Man, so you kind of, in a way, like took, it was almost like, almost like Rudy in real life. Like you, you, <laughs> made, you showed up every day and made yourself undeniable, you know? So that, that's amazing. Um, you know, that goes – I think a lot of people could learn from that because I feel like, you know, a lot of people just want to – I mean, you can't always just stop. Like, you got to – you owe it to yourself to keep going, man, because good things happen. Did Marv play a part in you getting the job at Tech or, or not? Or are you just coincidence? Oh, most definitely. You know, um, actually, uh, early on, so – after I left Florida State, <clears throat> just to kind of fast forward this process, I, uh, I left Florida State and I was a defensive back graduate assistant at Midwestern State for all of 10 days. And my younger brother, who's actually a college football player, was at West Virginia State University at the time. And they had let their receiver coach, uh, the receiver coach got a promotion. And uh, my brother called me saying I needed to apply for the receiver coach position. I'm like, nah, man, I just gave my word to Midwestern. And he really didn't take no for an answer. So the, the head coach called me from West Virginia State, gave me the title of passing game coordinator, receiver coach, amongst some other things. And uh, it was a great fit because it was close to home. So I was there the entire year of 2021. And after the season, 
you know, we had that COVID spring season. We had the fall season after that season was done. I actually had uh, had a few job offers on the table and I, and I ended up um, committing to being the wide receiver coach at Morgan state. So I was a wide receiver coach at Morgan state from late December until early February, late January. And uh, actually the head coach Tyrone Wheatley took a, took the running backs job at the Denver Broncos. And so that kind of, left the rest of the staff in turmoil. You know, obviously when the head coach leaves and they bring in a new head coach, that head coach is going to want to bring his assistants. So I kind of saw the writing on the wall. And uh, it just it just so happened that uh, the the defensive back graduate assistant that was here with Coach Marv was offered a job at Howard University. He took that and Coach Marv gave me a call. So and sometimes the stars align and God has a plan for us that we don't necessarily see all the time. Salute to Coach Marv. It. Talk about some six degrees of separation, though. You knew the running back coach at Marshall. I went to Marshall. Rasheen Ali was just on the pod with Joe and I. You worked with Tyrone Wheatley. He takes the job in Denver. I'm a Broncos fan. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, man. Like I said earlier, it's a small world. Uh, Ali's a heck of a player. Tyrone Wheatley was a heck of a player in his own right and also a heck of a coach. So, uh, And you're a Broncos fan. That's good. I mean, they got some ball players up there, so that's, that's good to hear. Do you have a pro team? Who's your favorite pro team? I like the Carolina Panthers. When I was two years old, that was the first. My dad got me like the whole, I guess, like Halloween costume, for lack of better terms, with the helmet and everything. And uh, when he got when he got me that Panthers outfit, like that was my team ever since then. So I've always been a Panthers fan. Oh yeah, my mom. I grew up my mom taking me to those games. Unfortunately, I had to watch Chris Winkie. You probably had a better quarterback to watch when you were there, going to yeah, games. I was watching Jake Delone when I was growing up. Took him to the Super Liz. Bowl. Yeah, he took him to the Super Bowl. We had to lost the old uh, goat Brady, but it's okay. Yeah, that was a good year, man. I hey, man, that. you had to watch Von Miller bust Cam's tail too. Yeah, Von Miller <laughs> was. Von Miller stood out in that game, and that was frustrating to watch. He was never seen a defensive player take over a game like that. It was that was incredible. Hey, your boys just picked up uh, Lavisca Chenault today, though. So I don't know. Him and Baker might be able to make something shake. Chris McCaffrey back there. Christian McCaffrey, sorry, Ed McCaffrey's son, Broncos legend. <laughs> yeah, they, Carolina got some talent, man. They've always got a few guys in the lineup. They just got to get it together and, and play as a unit. If they do that, they'll be all right. So you've been working with uh, Coach Cheetah. How's yes, sir. That, how's, how's his energy? Because it looks awesome. It looks infectious online. Uh, I mean, you see what you get. Coach, coach Cheetah, to me, is a role model for these young men. Um, he's a fantastic coach. But I think the thing that makes him uh, who he is is not who he is as a coach, but who he is as a person. You know, uh, obviously you guys see his inspirational tweets every day. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but he's not just tweeting, you know, to get words off his chest. He actually uses those tweets to support a foundation that puts people through college. And I think Coach Coach Cheetah is so selfless. There's so many days that sometimes we're in there together and I just want to I want to talk about football the whole entire meeting. And, you know, he makes it a point to teach our, our, our young corners and even our older corners about, you know, the, the character traits that, that are necessary to be a successful man in life. And uh, I really appreciate that about him. I learn something new from him every day. Uh, like I said, and you said as well, he has that infectious energy. And uh, one thing about him, he's going to be at work early. So he makes it a, a goal of, me, uh, of mine to try to beat him in and stay longer than he stays. So uh, I'm learning from him every day. Uh, like I said, great coach, but even even better man. Hey, man. I know Joe and I, we both made our beds this morning. You know what I'm saying? We keep our personal space clean, hold ourselves accountable. <laughs> like, we don't want no problems, man. 
funny, man. Y'all funny. So how early does he show up? Because, I, you know, you hear the saying, you know, 15 minutes is on time, 10 minutes is late. Five minutes early, you might as well just go home. So, Yeah, I mean, Coach Sheet is in there at 6 in the morning almost every day. And he and he's just in his room chilling, vibing, man. He he gets on there, looks for a little inspiration for his tweets, and and uh, breaks down some film. And you know, just just having him in the office, um, both both for the offense and the defense, just for our team in general, and special teams as well. It's just an infectious energy that when you're around him, you know, like I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be on on top of my game. And I think that uh, he improves us as a staff, but not only as a staff, but just as a whole athletic department for Virginia Tech. Rising tides raise all boats. I like that you told told us that he makes it a point to talk about life because, you know, if you if you're not good off the field, like you're not gonna be good on the field, especially mentally. Like your brain's the most like your body can be super in shape and everything, but if you know if your mind is not right, then you you're not you're not fully in the game. You're not locked in, you know. So it's good to be able to have those conversations and have somebody like that that you can go, hey man. You know, today was kind of kind of fell short today. Let's talk about it, you know? Yeah, I think just from a relatability standpoint, like uh, oftentimes coaches forget that players and people in general don't don't, don't really uh, care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think Coach Cedar makes it a point to show those guys every day he cares about who they are as men. He tries to mold men first. And the better men that you have, obviously uh, the better football players you'll have uh, follow. Absolutely, man. And I really respect him for that as well. So how's your time in Blacksburg been so far? You know, how was it when you first got here? You know, how's it, how's the transition been? Uh, it's been great. You know, Blacksburg is obviously a football community, uh, college town. Um, obviously as, as, a, as a graduate assistant, I don't get to go out on the town much and, you know, really enjoy the nightlife with the students. And, and I, honestly, that's not really uh, why I came here. Uh, but I will say that it's been fun. You feel uh, the infectious vibe from the entire community, from the entire campus. Uh, there's, there's a good thing going here for Gene Tech, not only on the football team, but you, you see the softball team winning, you see the baseball team uh, winning, going into the postseason, you see the basketball team have success, um, both men's and women's. And um, it's, it, I, I feel like it's our turn now. So uh, there's a lot of excitement around this football team and around this university. So for me, it's just like, we keep going back to it, but this is home. Like Virginia, you have that hospitality. You have that, that, that love, that genuine love of, uh, that you get in the South. And that's what means so much to me. And I think um, anybody who's been through Blacksburg, especially on a, on a game day can, can attest to that. What's it been like moving from coaching offensive positions to now you're coaching defensive positions? Uh, it's been unique. You know, uh, I'll be honest, sometimes, um, it, you know, it's a different way of thinking. Offensively, you know, our, us coaches like to say you get the pin last. So you always have an answer to everything. You always get, you always get the last word. Whereas defensively, you know, obviously you want to attack, you want to set the tone, um, but it's called being defensive uh, for a reason. There's some things that, you, that you're allowing. There's some things that you're going to give up. And uh, from an offensive player, ex-player and, and, and ex-coach, that's, that's sometimes that's difficult for me. But uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to get to learn from uh, Coach Chris Marr. Obviously, I'm blessed to learn from Coach Pry, Coach J.C. Price, Coach Quinn, um, Coach Pilo, all of those guys, along with Coach Cheetah, um, just give so much expertise every day. And, and, and it just sharpens my sword as a coach in totality, not offensively or defensively, but just as a coach in general. So 
Uh, I said it to start it off, but I'm too blessed to be stressed, man. I can't worry about offense or defense. I just try to learn from these guys as much as I can on a daily basis. Now, have you been working with mostly the corners or which position group? Yeah, I work with the corners. I work with the corners uh, every day. Uh, we like to call them the cheaters, man. We're going we gonna, to we gonna call them the cheaters. I work yeah, with we're the cheaters, cheaters now. Yeah, we, I work with the cheaters, man, every day. Um, but also, you know, uh, defense works on the string. So you can't just work with the corners. You can't just work with the with the D-line because you got to kind of have an understanding of what everybody assignment is. And so obviously there's going to be some coaching tips where I get to talk to Jamari and I get to talk to Nasir and some of the other guys as well. Um, but to answer your question, I'm I'm primarily with the with the Cheetahs and Coach Jones. Hey man, tracking attack, baby, tracking attack. Oh yeah, you know something, huh? AP two, let's go. <laughs> AP two W dog. AP two W man, we're gonna stay on them this year, man. So, how's the energy? Everybody amped up for the ODU game? Yeah, I think that kind of goes without being said, man. Um, you know, we all got to watch Week Zero and see. North Carolina play FAMU and uh, see Northwestern and, and Nebraska play. And the football the football juices are flowing. It's about that time. And, you know, we get a unique uh, experience in the fact that we're not playing on a Saturday. We're playing on a Friday. And uh, obviously, Coach Pride going against Coach Ronnie, uh, two guys that have been on the staff together, along with Coach Tebow, all, all been on that staff together with each other, just adds more, adds more to the pot. And so um, a new staff, a brand-new season, uh, it, like I said, it goes without being said, man. We're super excited, but also I think it, it's important to, to note that we focus. You know, excitement is good and all, and, and obviously you want that adrenaline going. You want our fans to come out and support us, but also we got we got a laser focus on the task at hand, and that's to handle business. Yes, sir. Hey, man, when it comes to competition, there's not a, a behind you want to bust more than one of your friends, so I know prize juice to take on ODU. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, that sounds good for the newspaper and everything, but we're going to treat it just like any other game. And I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it's honest. You know, like we're, we're going we're trying to relinquish all of that exterior motivation and just say, man, we got to focus on each play, each down, be who we are and, and, and play a Virginia Tech style of football. And I think if we do that, things will take care of themselves. Now, that's now, fact, because you make your worst decisions when you're emotional. Right. So you want to keep it clear headed business as usual. You got it. Now, with the game being on a Friday, did you all have to adjust, you know, your regular game week schedule just the day ahead? A thousand percent. But, you know, uh, also that uh, it worked in our favor that it's the first game of the season. So we had all offseason to kind of plan for it. And obviously you get an extra week to prepare. Uh, so, yes and no. Yes, we got we're, – we're a day ahead. But also we're, we're seven days ahead because we have a, a – uh, no opponent in week zero. So, um, but obviously we're working on a day ahead schedule as well. I like it. Now we all saw something that looked super awesome on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We saw you guys had a late day. Can you take us through that a little bit, man? Yeah. You know, um, I think that's kind of a microcosm of who coach Pry is. He's uh, one thing that I've learned from him that that's been, Something that's meant a lot to me is uh, having having balance in your life. You know, coaches and, and people in general, uh, sometimes they overemphasize one area of their life and, and another area uh, decreases or goes to a demise. And I think that was kind of me, you know, um, just in football in general. I was so I was so laser focused, as I mentioned earlier, on football that I kind of got away from calling my loved ones and 
you know, just reaching out to the people who kind of helped me get to where I'm at. <clears throat> and Coach Pry's done a great job of reminding myself and so many others that there's there's more to life. You know, this is the game that we all love. This is the game that helps us provide for our family, but there's more to life. And so um, I think it's very important for the for the mental health of our football team, our players, our staff, everyone involved to to not only bond on the football field and bond in a football facility, but also bond outside of that and say, you know, there's more things to life. There's also good times on the lake, you know, fishing. I was out there fishing. I brought my fishing pole. Uh, whenever I don't catch fish, I tell people I was just playing in the water. So I was just playing in the water with the fishing pole. But um, like I said, it was a great time having those guys out there. It, it tried to rain on us, but the sun came out. God looked out and we had, we had a blast. So I'm glad that those players, our players, got to experience that with each other and, and bond in that moment. Being yeah, a man. Roanoke guy, had you you'd been to Clayton Lake before I take it? Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And man, this is home. This is home. I've been everywhere, home, man. man. This is home. <laughs> hey, did Bud Foster join y'all out there? Because he lives on Clayton, so Coach Foster, I don't know if he... Coach Foster got his feet kicked up, man. He's still working hard for the for the Virginia Tech Athletics Department, but I think he's done his due diligence when it comes to Virginia Tech Athletics, and uh, he comes around and, and, and lets us know that. There's a certain standard when it comes to Virginia Tech football when need be, but also he, he kind of just plays a big brother role and uh, lets the coaches who are now in, in their seats do their thing. So I don't I don't know if he was there. I can't give you a true yes or no, but I didn't see him if he was. Um, but if he was, then all the merrier because Coach Foster is one, obviously, as we know, one of the best to ever do it. Were those Bentley boats? Because <laughs> I saw that on the seats and I was like, Man, we are really doing it big out here. Hey, even if they weren't, I'm gonna just say yes, man. Who who wouldn't want to go for a Bentley boat? I never heard of that, but but uh, but uh, that sounds like a good time to me. And if it is, and somebody's somebody's figured life out, man. Hey, I saw it, said it, it on the seats. It was yep. a, it was embroidered on there. Bentley boats. I didn't I didn't know that. That's that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, I ain't even making it up, man. Now I feel better about myself. I tell my kids one day, hey, look, man. Actually, I didn't ride in a real Bentley, but I rode on the Bentley boat. Yeah, you heard it here, man. If you want to <laughs> ride in the Bass Tracker, go to that school down the road. If you want to get on a Bentley boat, hit you guys up. There you, there you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. So it seems like things are going great for you. Uh, seems like we're getting ready to have a great kickoff on Friday. Uh, is the team getting there on Thursday? You guys getting there the day ahead? Uh, yes, sir. We'll, we'll fly out the day ahead and land in Norfolk and um, get the guys mentally prepared, physically prepared, and to handle business on Friday. Dan and I are going to be there. We're amped up, man. We're going to be cheering for you, bro. We're happy to have you here at Virginia Tech, man. This is cool for us. It's cool to hear, you know, how you grew up being a fan. And then now you're on the coaching staff. Like, you're literally – you're doing it, man. Yeah, man. It's literally like sometimes it's kind of an eerie feeling. Um, I actually <clears> – <throat> When I was in high school, I used to just come up, drive up to Virginia Tech and just, like, look at the field, visualize myself, hopefully one day playing for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Now I joke with the guys, told them I wasn't good enough to do that, obviously. But um, nonetheless, it's, it's an amazing feeling, man, to be a part of a program, historic program like the Virginia Tech Hokies, get to work alongside guys who who actually pay, paid the price in those uniforms, like Xavier Deby, uh, amongst others. And, um, man, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream every day. We're super excited. And, and I think the main thing for myself in particular is that we just don't take anything for granted because tomorrow's not promised. And uh, this, this life that we live is special, man, especially when you get to work with people that I get to work with. 
Um, so, like I said, it's important to me, and I can just say it all day long, man. This is home. It means a lot. Uh, the, the the best ones in Virginia stay in Virginia. That's just how it works. I have a question. Talk to me. It's pregame. You got your headphones on. What's on the playlist? <laughs> oh, man. I'll just be honest with you. My favorite rapper ever is Lil Wayne. So I'm going to play him every time I got my headphones in. Um, current artist, uh, I love Lil Durk. He just kind of he, – he's, he's a trash talker, and that just kind of gets me in my mode for games. Um, so I love listening to him. Um, and then it kind of goes without being said, man, we're going to play Virginia Tech football. We got to listen to Inner Sandman. So I'm going to have Inner Sandman on, on the playlist as well every time. That's the one right there. Hey, what do you think about the new – Lil Wayne song God did on DJ Khaled's album. Funny you asked me. I was just listening to that before we got on the pod. Uh, I think it's amazing that, that that Khaled got all those talented guys on that song together. Um, but obviously Wayne did his thing. He does that on every song, and that's probably why he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he assembled the Avengers for that album, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, he went crazy, man. Yeah, went my nuts. guy Future was on there. I love me some Future, man. I'm a big Future guy. All right, now you talking like you know something when I see you on. Next Friday or this upcoming Friday, man, we're gonna have to see see what you know. Hey, bro, don't test uh, me. I, man, I got it. <laughs> I love Future. He don't get enough credit, but yeah, nah, we got a link. We we talk. I'll talk music all day. I worked in it for like a decade. That's so, what's up, man. Yeah, like I did like street team promotion, social media marketing stuff for like Wale, Ross. Like I, I did some things, so I, I'm I'm hip. That's what's up. One of my best friends is just now getting into that. So I'm going to have to hook you guys up, connect you guys. Yes, sir. That'd be great. Put them two together, man. Yeah, that's awesome, dog. What y'all yes, listening sir. to on y'all headphones? Woo! Man, Woo-hoo. I got some new Drizzy on lately. I like that song that he had with Khaled. Okay. Drizzy Drake. Yeah, Drizzy and Baby Never Miss. Facts. Like, I got that on. Obviously, I got God Did on. Like, those are... Those are two that are kind of spinning right now. It depends on my mood, for real, but definitely, like, Future, St. John, Wale, Brent Fiaz. I'm a big Brent Fiaz guy. Um, okay. I'm into some Larry June. You taking Wale or J. Cole? Who better? Oh, man. I, I got to go with Wale, but I love Wale, J. Cole. he knows something. Wale is better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got to get to some music. Yeah, and then uh, Jid. I listened to Jid and Earth Gang, Dreamville. They, J. Cole got himself some artists down there. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, and I still, I mean, I'm from Southwest Virginia, right? So I do listen to some country. But, Where are you uh, from? I'm from Harrisonburg originally. Well, right outside, a little town called Broadway. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know where Broadway at. They got the uh, Green High School. Yeah, the Gobblers. Fighting yeah. Gobblers. Yep. Yes, sir. They the glizzy gobblers when Dan was there. That's why I tell nah, you. No, sir. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, I'm just playing with that, you, man. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all boys funny. Hey, yeah, well, I'm, I'm from Marion near Emory and Henry, actually, right down the road. Yeah, I know where Marion's at. Yep, most definitely. Yeah. That's so like that's mile why... marker 30, 30 something, 36, 38. Yeah. Yeah, 37, right down the road. Yeah, that was close. Yes, yeah, sir. So. We we hip to the game. Dan's really hip to the music, man. He be giving me a hard time about it sometimes. 
He do, knows you, uh, stuff. do you have a favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? Hmm. You know, I think the fan favorite is PKs. They support my dog, Coach Cheetah. And Cheetah uh, Wings official. The, the Cheetah Wings go crazy. And I don't want to, you know, get under the skin of my people at PKs because they supported me well. But uh, I, I love Cabo Fish Taco. I'm a seafood guy, and I think Cabo Fish Taco does a great job. It's a lax, laid-back place. And uh, when I when I get my mind off football, I like to go there and just vibe out and give me some tacos. That honey sriracha shrimp crab dip is official. Yeah, it goes crazy. Do they still have that banging salsa there? That yep. corn salsa? Yep, Man. yep, yep. Now, you're from Roanoke, so you might know, but did you ever go to Home Place when it was around? Of course, dog. This is home, man. man. You know I went to Home Place. That man. Fried chicken at the church. Kid, yeah, kids now are missing out, dude. Yes, yeah, sir. They'd be at Hampton with four. I used to be ready to go eat. <laughs> Sunday yes, was sir. the day, too. You're right. Sunday yeah, we got man. fried chicken. My dad going to crack up when he hear this. He used to take me to the home place. We used to call it the spot. Whenever he say you want to go to the spot, we was talking about the home place. I got a few pictures there with my family. I love that spot. Man. Yeah, I love home place, and I love the Palisades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can't go wrong with the Palisades, man. You talking some good eats now, man. Yeah, yeah my I, other spot near you was Montano's over in Salem. Oh, yeah, I've been to Montano's, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Phil passed away, but Marty's my guy. Shout out to yep. Marty. Love your restaurant, yep. brother. And Joe's Diner's still classic. I know Travis doesn't own it anymore, but that place is still still legit. Um, yeah, we had to get down on the food, man. You know we had to mention that. Had to give our <laughs> shout outs. Yeah, man. Oh, Tech. yeah, what I was saying, Coach Quinn, when I went through the linebacker line, I said, Coach, I know you'd be out here on the road eating, man. So <laughs> when you're back in Loudon, you got to go to Ford's Fish Shack, and Clyde's and this man grabbed his little card and he was like writing it down. He was like, I thank you for the recommendation. So I really think he's gonna go. Oh, I can guarantee you Coach Quinn's gonna go, man. He's our food connoisseur and uh, he lets us know where the spots are at. So uh I promise you he's gonna go and he's he gonna let you know what it's hitting on. Man, for sure. Hey, kabuki's for hibachi in Southwest Virginia is pretty good. So I know y'all said Blacksburg. If y'all would have said Christiansburg, I would have said kabuki's. Boogies is yeah, no, yeah, Christiansburg, Blacksburg. I kind of like lump it in sometimes because you get off one heck. I guess like you could like throw a rock and hit hit each each one. So yeah, man. So we're ready for Friday. We're about ready to turn up. This was Coach Hampton this week, everybody. I'm glad everybody got to hear your story, man. Make sure that everybody follows them along. Uh, we're gonna put your Twitter and your IG in the bio. And thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming on this week. I appreciate you guys, man. I love the energy. I love the attention that you bring to Virginia Tech football, man. You guys keep doing what you're doing, shedding the light, uh, especially on these young men. Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys this weekend. Look forward to uh, you guys coming to see Virginia Tech football do our thing on Friday night. So uh, be locked in. We ready to go. Yes, sir. You heard it here. Locked in. Go Hokies, baby. Go Hokies. Go, Go Hokies. Hokies.